what's up, what's up, what's up, what's going on guys? This is your boy the coach. We are live in the den. And guess what? Tonight, we got a treat for you. We got the one and only, we got Darvin Taylor coming. And Darvin Taylor, former Thomas Dale Knight, former Florida State Seminole. He's a great leader, community activist. He's coming to you. He's gonna call in and join us in about five minutes. Until then, rock out with me, and I'll be right back to talk to you. All right, guys, so listen. So this is what we got today, man. Today, live on the hot seat with your boy, the coach. Welcome. This is Legacy Internet Radio, where... Legacy, where independence is the key to building your legacy. I am your boy, the coach. And in the studio with me, I actually have a former player with me, but we're not going to talk about him just yet. We're going to bring him up later because he's going to have something special for us later on. Right now, I'm going to have a preview of what's going to be coming up. So on the hot seat with the coach, typically for the last year and a half has been all about local athletes doing things big in the community. So what we wanted to do in 2020 was to give it a different feel, different spin. So what I'm doing now is going to bring in um, athletes that are native to Richmond, but now are living other places. So we're going to hear from the great Darvin Taylor. He's a former Thomasdale uh, night football player right here in Chester, Virginia, and he is a former Florida State Seminole, so he just graduated. He has this thing going on in Florida, and so he's going to call in in a few minutes. We're going to talk to him, and then later on, we're going to talk to uh, some other guys that are local here in the community, some players that I've touched and that now are branching into other things like music, and so we're going to hear from them. We're going to play some songs. We're going to just switch things up in 2020, so this is the way we're going to go. Here it is. It's hot on the hot seat with the coach. But in between time and in between time, this is what we got to talk about it. The NFL playoffs. We're going to discuss that a little bit. It's disheartening. Things have changed. But, you know, <laughs> it's weird because I'm a Patriot fan. You guys know that from my show. You know I'm going through it right now. But, you know, I'm glad to see other people are falling too. So all the things that you guys had seen that you guys thought was a phenomenal thing, it's something that we've already seen before. So, and we'll talk about that next time too because we want to get your opinions about that guy called Lamar Jackson and that guy called Patrick Mahomes and those guys called Derrick Henry. And we want to talk about those things. But, you know, so here we are on the hot seat with the coach. Um, we have a few more minutes before we talk to the one and the only Darvin Taylor. So what we're going to do is right now we're going to play another song, and we're going to uh, debut this song. Actually, we're not going to debut this song. We're just going to play another song and let you rock out, and then when you come back, we're going to talk to Darvin Taylor. Yo, man, you ready to drop this, man? Yay! We'll kick it for we'll kicking time, kick time, kick time, time. Everybody shake your body 
know, got a category, my own and I'm the president. Don't be alarmed, but I'm sewing up the resident. Where's my particular style, style particular, extracurricular, smoother and trickier. Throwing up lyrics like a throw up a flapjack. You're a chicken me nugget and I'm a Big Mac. Brain smack, soloing, having Coca-Cola with Doing very well, cause I took the right hold of this pad. Make the undertaker, wreck the breaker. Get up on the floor to the heavenly shaker. Started with the power and I'ma end it with the bang. Bang, we got all day. Legendary at it, flipping on the mic makes me a rapping acrobat. Don't try to swing, cause you couldn't even hang. We got our own thing. We're about to talk to the one and only Darvin Taylor, and so I just got some news that the Cleveland Browns just hired a coach, and it's not the one that everybody thought it was. It's, you know how some franchises are just destined to be who they are, and some some franchises are destined to just tout in relative mediocrity, and that's the sad part about it as being fans of certain organizations. You know, you have to go through it. You know, I'm surprised Cleveland Brown fans don't have uh, therapists and, uh, you know, shrinks that they go to and talk to on a weekly basis because you got to understand that you're going through this relative mediocrity year after year after year. And so you have this thing about you where you get excited. Um, and so <laughs> what do you get excited for if your team is always 8-8? Eight eight? 
who are always below the Mendoza line. What is there to get excited for? And I can say this as a Patriot fan because over the last 12 years, I've been on the mountaintop. And, uh, hey, favor ain't fair. But, you know, I'm going through it right now because this is the first time in 10 years that I have not had my jersey on in the middle of the month. So, you know, I'm going through it. And uh, it's disheartening. So, but, you know, that's how things go. And sometimes, you know, things kind of don't go as planned. So part of the, the thing you want to do as a sports fan is just to kind of suck it up and always look for the bright side. But <laughs> when you haven't made the playoffs in 10 years, is there a bright side? It just doesn't seem to have one. <laughs> I tell you. So again, so... We're going to talk about this thing that we're doing, this movement that we're doing. Of course, we want a new time slot here at On the Hot Seat with the Coach. We've moved up uh, in the world, so now we're live at 6 o'clock, and this is perfect time, and here comes the one and only Mr. Darvin Taylor. How you doing? How good are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? Good, good, good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Good. So, listen, you are on the hot seat with the coach. I want to uh, thank you for being here. Uh, we do have people in the, in the studio right now just, uh, you know, listening to your interview. So, you know, thank you for joining us, Darvin Taylor. Thank you for having me. So, Darvin, I've introduced uh, what you uh, or who you are to the people here at Legacy Internet Radio. And so let me start again with you on the phone. Again, Legacy Internet Radio, where independence is the key to building your legacy. I am your coach on the hot seat with the coach. Right now, Darvin Taylor is our special guest, and he is a Thomas Dale graduate from here in Chester, Virginia. He's a University of Florida State graduate, uh, played football there. He's a, a phenomenal individual. I had the pleasure of coaching this gentleman. Um, I've had the pleasure of watching him grow from uh, his junior year all the way to the man that he is now. He's doing his thing on Instagram. If you guys don't follow him on Instagram, I'll let him tell you all of all his handles. This right here is Darvin Taylor. This is what you're supposed to be when you grow up. Fans, welcome Darvin Taylor again to On the Hot Seat with the Coach. That's right, man. You got people clapping for you and everything. So welcome to our show, man. Appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. So tell, so tell our fans or tell our listeners right now, who is Darvin Taylor? So first, I, I start off by saying I'm big on adding that second in there. So Darvin Taylor II, just a young kid from Germany, parents were in the military. We were able to move around growing up in 2009 to fast forward it or let, let's backtrack it. Born in Germany, we moved to Texas and then we moved to Korea. And then that's when we get to 2009, moved to Chester, Virginia, started playing football, went to Thomasdale High School, ended up, was a four-star athlete, chose Florida State University out of the many scholarships that I did have, just felt like home away from home, I'm happy for the opportunity, and graduated in three and a half years with my bachelor's degree in That's what's up. With modern business. That's what's and up. And now I'm in grad school. And we're just going to go from there. Hey, man, I tell you, um, you know, one of the things that, 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 you know, you may not know, but one of the things that we have in, in, in commonality is we're both military brats. Yeah. You know, I, 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 like you, I didn't go in, I didn't come back to the States until fifth grade. Um, so, you know, my, my, my first year in elementary school, I was in Radford, 
Kentucky with Fort Knox, Kentucky, outside of Fort Knox. And then after that, I went to Germany. I was in Germany for four and a half years before coming back. So, you know, big ups to that. I think mil as a military brat, uh, one of the things that we all have in common is the ability to recreate ourselves. Right. Um, because we're always the new kid, you know. Tell, yeah. tell our listeners how being a military brat kind of shaped you and gave you the foundation to what you are today. First of all, big shout out to both my parents, Dana and Darvin Taylor. They're both sergeant majors in our United States Army. Huh? Um, mother served 32 years. My dad served 30 years. And just growing up, both of them, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say they were old. they were really strict on you, but just know that I listened. I wasn't a troublesome child, but it did shape a lot of discipline in my life and just making sure that you you respect your elders regardless of who they are. You know, yes sir, no sir, yes, no ma'am, yes ma'am, and just going from there. But I think one of the biggest things that did help, like you were saying, just moving around. Uh, we were in Germany for like a little over four years, and then we were in Fort Bliss or El Paso, Texas, for a little bit over three years. And then we moved to Korea, Seoul, Korea at Yongsong Base, and we were over there for probably a little over four years, too. And it just helps you as far as learn how to, like, pick up all your stuff, meet new friends, and you have to be social. You can't – not to say that you don't keep in contact with some of your friends from the past, but it allowed me to just get out there, meet anybody in the sense I want to, any culture, it doesn't matter what race, ethnicity – and just go from there. I was able to, of course, to travel the world in a sense when we were overseas. So I live in Korea. You're not going to just be in Korea for those four years. You'll be able to go to China. You'll be able to go to Japan. You'll be able to go to um, the Philippines and do some missionary work and just et cetera. So I was always grateful to be able to see others' cultures or other people's cultures to help me just really be thankful <laughs> for who I am as a young man. That's what's up. And, and, and I think you articulated that very well because that's some of the things that we talk about. Um, you know, uh, my wife used to ask me all the time, she was like, how can you just pick up and stop something so easily and just turn away from it? And I said, well, you can thank my dad and the United States Army for that because, you know, <laughs> when the duty station calls, man, you pick up and leave. <laughs> and that's right. that, you know what I'm saying? So you, you just have to get that, um, I call it an element of coldness to you. Yeah. Um, because, hey, yeah. you know, you know that it, this particular point in time, you're out, and you're going to your next duty station, and you'll never come back to that duty station again. So, you know, and, and it's one of those things. Um, so, so, so tell us, growing up as a child, what, getting back to the athletics here, what brought you into football? What gave you that thing to say, you know what, football is going to be the avenue to carry me? I'd say probably August 28, 1997, when I was born at 10 pounds, 23 Inches is probably what brought me to football, but um, <laughs> on a, <laughs> on a, uh, I was a big baby, so to get a little more serious, I was always big growing up, whether it was in my um, elementary school days, middle school days, I was always the bigger guy, but growing up overseas, I wasn't able to play football until I came back to the United States in, in 2009, so I remember I was in seventh grade, 12 years old. I was playing for juniors here in the in the Richmond area, Chesterfield area. If you all are familiar with Scott, that's who I played with the Scott Scorpions. Scott um, Scorpions. I, <laughs> and I, ironically, you know, yes, I was the biggest guy out there. That was my first year playing tackle football, but I, I wasn't the best person on the team at all. Maybe some people would say you had a lot of potential, but just as far as skill set, uh, I was, in my opinion, I, I was one of the worst, or if not the worst person on the team. So. 
just to kind of go from the junior days and then Scott seniors to when we had literally 12 people on the team and playing every snap and still just not really necessarily knowing what I was doing out there in football and going to your freshman year of high school to literally making the varsity team and starting the first couple of games and just going from there. So it's ironic. One of the things that my dad and mom always tell me is just those who laugh first don't always laugh last. So you can take that however you like to take that interpretation. Amen. 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 There's nothing wrong with that, man. I think, I think you, um, you know, you, 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 you articulated that very well. So once you, so when you and I met, you were junior uh, in, 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 at Thomasdale and you were trying mm-hmm. to find yourself. Um, I remember, okay. I remember you, uh, <laughs> I remember it was a, it, it was, a, it was a time where I think, uh, you know, coach Tucker and those guys w- w- kind of wanted you to do a little bit something else than what you wanted to do. Um, but one of the things that always amazed me with you is that you would take adversity and you would use it towards your advantage. Tell yeah, us, sir, you have to. I mean, tell us about how, 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 how those adverse times were able to shape you as a man. It's just, that's another thing that the military growing up, it's just one of the biggest things that I always talk about is regardless of what your goal is in life or regardless of what you want to accomplish, your dreams, your ambitions, um, you can still get there, but at the end of the day, it may not just be a straight path or a straight walk from point A to point Z. So in between that, you may go to, you know, go from A, step A, all the way to step G and get there all just in a straight line then. But after that, it may be some forks in a row. But I'll just say that adversity, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable in regardless of whatever you're doing in Amen. life. And you just have to learn from each situation. But I'm grateful for everything. I love Thomas Dale. I love Coach Tucker. We still talk to this day when I come back in town. And I'm just grateful for everything that's kind of happened to me, whether it was growing up in elementary school or middle school overseas to Chester, Virginia, to here at Florida State University in Tallahassee, Florida. So it just all really shapes you for what you're going to become. And I think the biggest thing that I always say, like I said earlier, is that saying growing up, those who laugh first don't always laugh last. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm looking here at uh, one of the pictures that I have on my Instagram. Um, you, again, you, you, you probably don't even know about this picture, but we did a, every year at Thomas Dale, we used to do a youth camp. Your, your senior year, you did a youth camp and you were in charge of the defensive linemen. Um, right. My son, my oldest son, was a part of that group. And, uh, yes. and you actually awarded him the, I guess, most, you know, the best of that group that you had. And you took a picture with him. He still has that picture of you with him and, and that uh, I think Kevin Tucker gave away like the old Thomas Dale helmet for the best players on that particular camp. Yeah. And, and so he, he still prides himself with saying, I know Darvin Taylor. <laughs> so, so, so it's pretty funny. But in that particular message, right, you told him, you said, if they're not hating on you, you're doing something right. Right. Right? You got to You're right. I'm listening. And he always, he always reminded me of that. And so when I told him that you were coming on, he was so excited. He was like, oh, man. 
I wonder if he remembers you. I was like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I said, he doesn't remember you. Yeah, I remember you, big dog. Stop playing. <laughs> but tell us, so let's fast forward. I just wanted to share that with the people that even back then, your senior year, you were dropping jewels, right? You were dropping yep. jewels. And so you didn't know that you were dropping jewels in somebody else's spirit, but back then you were, you were. And this was during your senior year in high school. So I knew at that point that you were in the right field, that you're headed in the right direction. Now, I want to fast forward in this interview and talk about your time at Florida State. Um, tell us how Florida State was and, 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 and what is the realism, because, of course, in my audience, I have a lot of former players. Actually, I have a, uh, I have a former player right here in studio uh, listening to this interview, and he's also a football player. Um, but, you know, tell those guys what the real deal is at a big-time university like Florida State. And, you know, because everybody here, and you know this, these young kids now, I'm, I'm D1. I want to be D1. Well, tell the people what really is life like as an athlete at Florida State? So, for one, it's great. It's the best opportunity, one of, if not the best opportunity I have been presented to in my 22 years, I should say, but definitely I love the people. I love the coaches. I love the academic staff. I love the executive staff. I love the support staff. I love teammates. I love the, the other students, 40,000 students on campus. I love FAMU. Um, just, just as far as football, to, I'll get back into everything else. But as far as football, I used to always just tell kids, or not kids, I'm a kid myself, but the young, the young kids, now I guess I can't say they're kids because they're born in 2000, so if you're not born in the 90s, you're a kid, all right? But um, <laughs> I, I would tell them when they come in on visits that, let's just say when I was playing football from 2015-2018, you'll have – Monday through Thursday, that's practice. Monday you have shells. For those of you who don't know what shells, that's just helmets and pads, upper pads, shoulder pads, I should say. And then on Tuesday and Wednesdays are your workhorse days, so you full gear. Every day you're doing good on good, so you're still kind of hitting in a sense. And I'll give a, a good Wednesday day that's probably like third down. You, you wake up at like, for me, I used to have to wake up at like seven. You work out. 7 to 8, 8.30, you have class from like 9.15 or 9 o'clock to a little over, let's just say, 2, in a sense. Not over 2, but around 2, because you have meetings at 2.15. So right. in that time, let's say I get out of class at like 1.45, you have 15 minutes or 30 minutes to kind of get over and make sure you're making meetings. And in between that, you find your lunch, whether if you had a, a class from 9 to 9.50 and then another class from like 10 to um, 11, 15, during that period, you get your lunch. You go from there, but to go back to 2.15, you have 2.15 meetings. Meetings that go from you start off with everybody, the full team, coach, your head coach will come in and just say what we're going to be doing today, how practice was yesterday. You watch a little bit of film of special teams as a team, and then, of course, the quarterbacks to go out and do their thing. So that meeting, the first initial meeting is from, like, let's just say, 2.15 to – 2.30 just for the heck of things. And then after 2.30, you break off. And so I was a defensive tackle. You break off and then you go. I'll be with Coach Higgins for literally a little over an hour, a little under an hour, so maybe like 3.30. And then after 3.30, you need to get out there on the field by 3.45. You have stretch practice. You'll be starting at like 4. Um, practice gets out around like 6.30. 
after 6.30, you have to, of course, depending on if you have a drug test that day as a team, if the NCAA came or just the school in general, they don't do that every day. But, of course, sometimes we did. So you have to get up there, do all that, take a shower, of course. Some, so I'll leave it at that. You, you definitely have to take a shower and make sure you keep up your hygiene, kids. Keep up your hygiene. That's important. <laughs> now, let, and, let me uh, ask you another question since you're <laughs> on that. You, 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 you kind of – I want to put a pin right there for a second because you hit on two topics that I, I want to ask you a question about. One, you talked about the drug testing. Um, was that yeah. random or was that, you know, assigned – so the way it's two different drug tests that you have. You have the one from the institution, which is Florida State University, or wherever you're at, and then the other one is the NCAA. So either one, you don't know when it's coming. But let's say for the institution, what they'll do, you go through your regular day of practice, and then literally after practice, you'll have the director of ops just calling out names, or the trainers calling out names. So that is random, and then you literally have to use the you have to go take your drug test within the two hours or hour. Um, assuming you, they tell you don't even take off your pads or take a shower or anything like that. You need to just go straight up there and do that. And then the next one is the NCAA. NCAA is a little different. It'll be like a – maybe they still tell you after practice, but in doing so you don't take it right after. You have to take it in the morning. And they have a whole different department of people who come in and watch you do that. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, wow. That's cool. That's good. Info that's good inside information. Now, the next thing you talked about is hygiene. Now, one of the things that you know, of course, nowadays everybody has these hairstyles that are, um, are you know, different, and 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 you know, of course, by being down in Florida, there's a lot of the, the dread boys and the you know, th those hairstyles are really, really, really prominent, right? Right. And I, I like you. I'm a big stickler on hygiene and, and cleanliness and how do you keep all that stuff clean man like you're in the helmet all day and 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 and, 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 and <laughs> you know you sweating and, and, and <laughs> i don't know <laughs> so for those of you who don't know um i address myself i started growing them like at the end of my junior year of high school and then i ended up cutting them off my freshman year after my freshman fall 2015 fall freshman fall first season i cut them off after that but really just keeping them they have a lot of stuff out there if you have a great stylist he she or whoever will be able to let you know like how to clean it you know what good products are out there uh it's just less hair i mean just literally wash it but with when it comes down to dreads i'm not an expert at all in this at all i don't know how long your dreads were mine were weren't too long weren't even really at my shoulder but um, I still had hang time for those of y'all trying to play me. But um, <laughs> it's just, you, just, you wash it like normal hair, but I think the different things just from having seen different things in the locker room is just a matter of when you wash it. Let's say right now I have a clean cut, I have waves, and when I wash it, it doesn't. It takes maybe nothing but five minutes to dry for real. Right. My beard takes longer to dry than my, um, the hair on my head. Yeah. But you just have to dry it so it doesn't get mildew. And because, of course, like the lock itself, from my understanding, is locked from the outside and the inside of the roots, you know. So you don't want that inside to really just, that's what you're making sure you're trying to clean and just wash it however your stylist is telling you to wash it and dry it. And hopefully that doesn't happen, but just wash your hair. There so we go. Down to that. So, so I want to fast forward just, just a bit because we talked about, you know, Florida State. We're still talking about Florida State. Um, are, there some, are, are, are there some highs and lows that was, you know, of course, 
you know, we want to talk about everything Florida State is good or you know, everything college is good, but I know that there's some lows uh, from being a college athlete. Can you help those guys that are listening about, you know, how to stay positive when those lows happen? Because lows happen, like injuries and things like that. Right. So I'd say to, to before I even step on the lows, just while I'm in the train of thought, to finish off that initial schedule, we're just really trying to show people how long you're actually working on a day-to-day basis, you know, after that 6.30 practice. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're going on to get dinner within that 30 minutes, and you have study hall from 9 to I mean, well, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then after that, you know, yes, you're not done. If you still have homework, you need to do your homework. If you have a test, you still need to study for your test. And not only that, you have a game coming up, so you need to watch film. So in actuality, you may not get finished until around – 12 or midnight or something like that. And on top of that, you have a social life. So a lot of people wow. like to um, do different things, hang out with different people. So you're balancing all of that. And then let's say you go to sleep at 12 and you may have to do it all over again, you know? So, but that's that. But in dealing with the lows, adversity, earlier you talked about adversity, whether it was at Thomasdale. I've had adversity, different things throughout my whole life that has shaped me and who I am today as the young man I am today. Um, of course, I have a great support staff. I think it all starts with that. Uh, I remember coming down to Florida State University for my first visit back in 2013 and just sitting down in Coach Fisher's office at the time and was just saying, you already have, you have a good support team. You know, I was there with my mom, dad, and my sister. And, um, and my other sister was down there too, actually. And just saying you have to keep your circle small. So as I was saying earlier, with just life is not always going to be smooth sailing. You're not always going to get from point A to point B or point A to point Z just in one line. And in dealing with those low points, I always fell back on my support staff, just explaining what happened. I'm a big believer in listening to people as far as having a mentor and somebody who you want and picking a mentor, make sure that somebody, in a sense, you would like to live like or has been through the different things that you're going through right now. So with that being said, with my support staff, just letting them know what happened, you know, whether when it was I got injured or freshman year getting redshirted. Um, my grades were always good, so I graduated with a 3-3. But just different things like that, whether it's social life, football, and just having somebody to vent. I think mental health is big. That's how I always dealt with all my adversity. And just mm-hmm. from them. Good. Well, all right. So let's let's fast forward a little bit. So I want to be respectful of your time. Um, I know that. All right. So you got Florida State. You got your degree. You graduated early. That's a phenomenal thing. Tell us about what Darvin Taylor II is doing right now. So right now, Darvin Taylor II is currently the graduate assistant here at Florida State University in the student athlete development department. I am getting my master's in integrated marketing communication, and I also have my own YouTube channel. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Darwin Taylor II. Just look it up. It's simple like that. No, just literally Darwin Taylor II. It's all about positive inspiration along with some great fitness motivation. I am on my path to 250, you know, after I played football or after playing football. You don't need, I don't need all this weight on my body. So goal is that I get to 250 and just go from there. But all about the positive inspiration and great fitness motivation. So if you are, this is your first time listening to me, go ahead and subscribe, check it out. Tell me what you think, comment in the comment section, share some of the videos if it resonates with you, and it's all love. 
Darwin, that's so. So, where do you get all this motivation from to give to other people? And who is your who is your target audience that you would like to? Because of course, you can get. You're now going to be infused with the legacy internet radio audience as well. So, tell them where this motivation is coming from and what can they expect uh, from Darwin Taylor II on their particular uh, social media platforms every day. So, target audience, I'd say definitely. Anybody willing to listen, really. I'm not somebody, I'm not an expert. You know, I, I definitely would say that. But just, just doing my own research and looking at just past experiences and just what some people have talked about, I'd say my target audience is definitely the younger generations, you know, my age, uh, maybe several years above me. But even if you are older and you're 50 years old or 60 years old and you're one of those people who know that it's always great to continue to learn, you know, anybody willing to listen, anybody who's trying to start their own weight loss journey, regardless of how old you are, whether you're trying to lose weight, you're trying to gain weight, it's just all positive vibes. You know, everything starts with the mindset. So with that, I'd say people anywhere from 12 years old all the way up to literally 50 years old, but to break it down and just narrow that horizon more, probably I'd say about 12 to 35 years old, just regardless. If you need that positive inspiration, you're trying to not necessarily find yourself, but sometimes videos are no longer in really like four or five minutes as of lately. And if you're trying to I work out from home, a lot of people say, oh, why, why are you working out from home? I think the biggest thing is that a lot of people try to create excuses. So whether you had a long day at work or, oh, I can't make it to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. So all you need is seven minutes really just to work out from home, whether you're doing push-ups, sit-ups, using your own body weight, and just going from there. That's what's up, man. I've, I've been watching you. I've watched a lot of your videos, and that, that's what prompted me to, to re request your presence on my show. I think you're a phenomenal person. I think you're a phenomenal athlete. Um, I'm glad to have met you. I'm glad you've crossed paths with my son. Um, you've, like I said, you've, you, you were able to help him um, in ways that you just don't know or you just don't know until today. Um, but, of course, my show is called On the Hot Seat, so that means that it must be a little bit of controversial questions or something or something's going on because while it's what I call it the hot seat. So with that being said, there are four questions that I always like to ask my guests. Um, because of your job, I'm not going to ask you anything to get you <laughs> implicated or in trouble. Um, but the first hot seat question I like to ask is every superhero has a theme song. When I opened my show, my theme song was I'll Be Around by CeeLo because that's kind of the message that I want to give people that you can always call me and I'll always be around. Plus the beat is hot. Um, and I know that when I was playing and coaching, I had my favorite song that I would listen to, I would try to listen to before I got out of the car because, you know, going into the locker room was different as a coach. But what's your theme song as a superhero? For a while, it's always just been Touch the Sky by Kanye West. Good song. And just uh, the vibe. I always, I just enjoy it as soon as when it first comes on. But for a while, that's what that was, at least during my days playing football. But as of right now, lately, I'd say theme song is maybe Close Enough to Hurt by Rod Wave. Go ahead and check it out. That's a Florida rapper or Georgia rapper. I forget exactly where he's from, but just check that song out and just listen to exactly what he's saying. And I think it may resonate with some people. There you go. Next hot seat question. Every athlete has, you know, when we were coming up, we would feed you guys a team meal. 
Um, I know at Florida State you guys also have team meals too, but now that you're not playing football and it's time for you to get into your own personal game, whether that be meeting with clients or, 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 or going to class, what's your favorite team meal? My favorite team meal. Favorite team meal. So as you, if you don't know, the meals from high school to college, it changed tremendously within that year. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my my favorite team meal would probably be, excuse me, my, my favorite team meal would probably be, I guess, steak. Steak okay. and a little bit of potatoes, and you got to eat your, get your steak, potatoes, you got to get a couple of chicken wings in there, and you have a, um, some broccoli and a salad. Uh, now, again, remember I, I said I, I'm with a player here in the, in the studio. He he just looked at me as if like steak. <laughs> well, you got to remember he's at Florida State, so yeah, they, you know meals a little different. Up there. So that's great. That's awesome. The third hot seat question, um, and 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 this is the one that really, 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 really is interesting to me is um, I know that if I weren't affiliated with football and if I weren't affiliated with doing the things that I do in my life I had a thing that I wanted to do the most if if it wasn't being the motivational person that you are playing football what would Darvin be doing I'd be doing this I mean not necessarily I always public speaking regardless of what that is whether that's motivating people it's all about service how can you give back you know your legacy is how many lives can you touch Amen. So it's not all about me. It's the, the pictures, the grand scheme of things is bigger than Darvin Taylor II. It's about my family. It's about the, the kids that I don't even have. It's about the grandkids that I don't even have. You know, it's about my us and uncles. It's about everybody who's helped me get to where I'm at. So it takes a village to raise a kid, but I definitely say public speaking. And since I was younger, I've been doing it regardless of if it was a, a um, if it was just a, a project I had for school that I had to present. My parents, I, I always remember this. Mom and dad would literally sit there on the couch. They knew I had a presentation. I'd present in front of them first. They'll be doing different <laughs> gestures and laughing and talking. And, you know, at the time, I'm looking at them like, why are you guys doing this to me? You know, right. why are you laughing? Pay attention, please. And they say, what are you going to do when you're in class and somebody laughing? And what are you going to do when somebody's in class right. or on their phone is not looking at you and it's not paying attention? You have to keep on going. So, Right. It'll definitely be public speaking. That's what's up. Regardless what I well, I tell you, I tell you what, from somebody that does it all the time and every day, man, you are ahead of me. <laughs> uh, you you have a voice. You have uh, one. The one of the things, and I, and I want to say this, and you know, the kids say it, it, it. You know, as men, we have to start, um, you know, taking care of our other brothers. And one of the things that I notice about you is you, you are clear, you're concise, you articulate very well, you have a phenomenal diction, and, and, and you have a, a, a million-dollar smile, man. Let that work for you. you. You really do. You have a million-dollar smile. Let that work for you. I think you'll, do far, you'll go far, and you'll do great things in this world. I really do believe that. Thank you. Yep, I really do believe that. Listen, I want to be respectful of your time, and, and, and again, I want to wind this thing up for you. One last hot seat question, and uh, this one is not really a question, but this is more so just your final wrap-up. Tell our listeners and the people here in the studio audience, um, you know, give them some final words. Give them some words of encouragement. 
So I'd say that this is the thing. This is literally what I was just thinking about. Outside of any follow or any subscriber, whether you want to do it or not, that, that hurts my. That doesn't hurt my feeling at all. Um, it's, it's more about. It's more to life than that. But of course, it would be great to get them. I'd say the biggest thing is that you have to start by loving yourself, for one. You have to start by believing in yourself. Um, some stuff that's worked for me, I'm my biggest critic. At times, maybe I don't give myself enough credit. I'm not saying to be like that. You shouldn't do that at all. One of my videos is literally going to come up and start talking about don't compare yourself to others. But I definitely say if you don't believe in your, regardless of who you are, how old you are, if you don't believe in yourself, how can somebody else believe in you? Um, don't let people, if you know you have a specific dream. I was looking at a video yesterday of Denzel Washington, um, and he was just talking about dreams without goals are setting you up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. Mm. So when people are saying you can do whatever it is that you want to do in life, if you have that true passion or that definite purpose and that desire to do whatever that is that you want to do, I believe that you can do it. But what good does that believe? If I believe that you can or can't or somebody that you don't know who doesn't believe in you, if you believe in yourself, it, that's all that really matters, and you just have to grind. It's not going to happen overnight. They have a saying that overnight success takes years in the making. So if you see a person with a, a hit song tomorrow, it probably maybe they did say it or recorded it yesterday, but for the most part they've been doing different songs or different whatever that is in their field for maybe years in the making or months in the making, and just start by loving yourself, believe in yourself. You have to have that tunnel vision. And a lot of people do say, yes, the sky's the limit, but why, depending on what time of the year it is, go ahead and look it up, why limit yourself to the sky when people have touched the moon? So Man. that's the biggest thing. Don't put limitations. Your, your mind is a powerful thing. Whatever you set your mind to, you will accomplish that. So if your goal is not to get long-winded on this, but if your goal is to, Take time. to make a certain amount of money, $100,000, and that's your only goal, you're probably just going to make $100,000, nothing more, nothing less. If your goal is to make a million or your goal is to to touch 100 lives, you're probably going to touch 100 lives and maybe nothing more, nothing less. Go ahead, set that limit really high and accomplish that, and you'll be great. Man, I tell you, I couldn't have said it better myself. Legacy Internet Radio, where independence is the key to building your legacy. We are talking to Darvin Taylor II, um, former Thomas Dale great, former Florida State University great, Great man altogether, great family. I've known this guy for a while. If you don't follow him, man, I tell you, you're missing out on something. Darvin, tell the people where they can follow you at again, please, sir. You can follow me, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Darvin Taylor, the second, D-A-R-V-I-N-T-A-Y-L-O-R-I-I. -I. I know I talked fast, so I'm going to slow it down for you. That is D-A-R-V-I-N-T-A-Y-L-O-R-I-I. I, I, Darvin Taylor II on all handles. I love y'all. Glass will always be half full and have a peaceful day. That's what it is. Listen, I always say, this is what I always say. I always say that in my outro, the song is called Hero, and I believe that somebody is looking for something to believe in, and I hope that I've given those people something to believe in today. Darvin Taylor, thank you so much for joining us here on the hot seat. Man, we really appreciate you. I will 
call you offline and give you all this information. So this interview will be available on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, wherever you get your music from um, later on today. Thank you, Darvin. Appreciate you so much. And anytime you need anything from me, sir, the door is always open right here. Thank you, now. Enjoy being on the phone call. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate you. Have a great day, man. All right, do the thing. Y'all be blessed. Bye-bye. That's it, guys. On the hot seat with the coach. You've heard it here. Man, that was a powerful interview from the one and only Darvin Taylor, man. I wish I could stay with you guys for longer, but I tell you, man, there's nothing else to say. This guy said it all. So we'll get a chance to clean this thing up, put this thing on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. Stay tuned because my next interview is going to be something popping. It's going to be from a high school athlete who is doing big things in the music world. They call him JoJo the Rapper. We'll talk to him in 15. Thank you, guys. Darvin Taylor, it's been a pleasure. You guys rock. See you on the hot seat with the coach next week.